Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing the implications of perfectionism. Perfectionism as a problem almost sounds like a joke. It's a very first world problem that we're able to have and discuss. It's very job interview-ish to me. You know, this is the question that when an interviewer asks you, what are, you know, what are your weaknesses? What are your areas to improve on? Well, I tried too hard. <laughs> you know, it's the interview answer around perfectionism. But perfectionism really robs us of our life force, our joy, and our peace. And I want to break it down in terms of two phases about what it what it means and what I can share about this dynamic of perfectionism and how to deal with it. So I see perfectionism as healing in two phases. And the first phase is really self-worth and learning I am enough because if I am enough if my effort is enough even when that changes day to day the four agreements says try to do my best every day my best changes so in this first phase we're working on how to be enough how to give enough effort how to hit send on that email when we've proofread it twice instead of 15 times now, most highly sensitive people that I've met, most trauma survivors, have a little bit to a lot of post-traumatic stress symptoms. And hypervigilance is a primary symptom. Those of us who run anxious, you may also identify as having a certain amount of hypervigilance. Now, think about the term hypervigilance. Now, I want to be vigilant about my safety I want to be vigilant about the work that I put out there, the words that I say to myself and to other people. I want to be vigilant. But hypervigilant is a state that many of us learned as we were surviving dysfunction, whether that was surviving an attack if you were a soldier and you were in active duty, or whether it was surviving a chaotic childhood. We learned to be hyper vigilant. 
That takes a lot of energy to be scanning and aware of everything. It takes a lot of energy to be looking at a document, an email, an interaction through the lens of perfectionism. So this first phase of tackling perfectionism when I work with people is often about internalizing the message of I am enough and putting that message into practice. That's where we go from head knowledge. All right, I know I need to practice that I am enough and I know I need to stop practicing the attempt to be perfect because I can't ever get there. And that's a certain kind of spinning my wheels that I no longer need to do with myself. In this first phase, we practice a lot of self-esteem building, a lot of self-love, working with the conscious mind with the intention that over time, with practice, our subconscious mind reaches up and grabs that message and goes, oh, we love ourselves. That's what we've been practicing. I'm good enough. And that's when healing really solidifies into who we are. And we've sort of leveled up on the journey. As hypervigilance subsides and we're learning how to be more vigilant than hypervigilant and self-affirmation grows, we start to have more space to be more relaxed. Because if I'm not trying to be perfect in a job interview or perfect as a speaker or perfect before I send that email or perfect in the completion of a project, now that energy of enoughness opens me up to having more time and space to practice and to feel and to luxuriate into feeling relaxed and free. Now, the step two or the phase two of dealing with perfectionism would be almost like a self-love despite failure and screw-ups. Now, it takes a lot of practicing of I am enough when we're doing our best when we're finishing tasks, we, want, we have to do a lot of practicing of that good enough principle. And that phase two, sort of the, the next level up, is how do I practice letting go of perfectionism and practicing being good enough when I make a mistake? Because as hypervigilance comes down and we're just vigilant, we might even make more mistakes. And that has to be okay. So think about if I were dancing, okay? If I'm dancing and I'm being hypervigilant, I'm going to look stiff. I'm going to be paying a whole lot of attention to trying to get each step perfectly. I'm going to be riding an edge of my body being almost anxious because if I'm hypervigilant, there must be danger in the area. That's how our nervous system processes that. It's how our bodies and our minds pick up on what the nervous system is doing, what it's feeling. Hypervigilance is an on-guard state. So if I were dancing, I might get the steps right, but I'm sure going to look stiff. Now, as I heal and continue to practice, I'm going to get softer with myself. I may let go of the desire to want to do it perfectly and start meeting myself more where I am. Now, the truth of this is that if I'm dancing and I'm hypervigilant, I'm probably not going to step on anybody's toes because I'm paying hyper attention to not stepping on anyone's toes. But to be more comfortable in my body, to let go and to let loose, it means I might not do the steps in the right order, the right way, 
And I might, maybe just from eyes closed, shaking it, not paying attention, I might step on some toes. And in that moment, if I haven't practiced the phase one of self-worth, I'm enough, it's okay to make mistakes, I don't have to do it perfectly. I can clean up a mistake simply. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to step on your toes. Then I know how to process that as a little pinch. No harm, no foul. I'm still a worthwhile person because I've done the work to not allow human moments to kick me in the self-esteem and the self-worth as they used to. And if I step on a toe that is a perfectly fine toe, that might be a little moment of ouch. Maybe there's even a little bruise. But eventually, if I continue to dance in life, someone's going to come along with a smashed up, banged up foot, broken toes, and I might even step on one of those toes. And when I accidentally step on that foot, it's going to hurt. And that's part of the human condition that we don't get a lot of guidance in, especially as highly sensitive people who are so aware of these dynamics in the world. I cannot be a human being. And expect and promise myself that I'm never going to hurt another human being. There was a time in my life where if I said the wrong thing or hurt somebody's feelings or lashed out, that I would absolutely process that as if I was the biggest piece of shit on earth. Just a complete waste of a life and existence that it was the worst thing I could do to hurt somebody's feelings. That was a projection of how raw I was, this idea that someone would not be able to survive me stepping on their foot because they had a hurt toe. Now, that's not a permission for me to dance around wildly and smash toes and blow it off like it's not a big deal. But there has to be some work for us to get loose in our lives and to just dance and enjoy the dancing, to let go and be in our bodies and live. We have to know how to love ourselves and hold ourselves through these human moments. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm history. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. I believe this is a sneaky way that our psychology tells us to hold on to our dysfunctional traumatic hypervigilance. Because if I'm hypervigilant, I can pay attention and try to perfectly not hurt anyone. Then I can try to perfectly not have anyone ever be upset with me. And that's the deeper truth of that dynamic. The whole, I don't want to hurt people. Of course, we don't want to hurt people. 
as sensitive people in our conscious selves. But more than that is we don't want people to be upset with us. When we come from the dysfunctional family background, people being upset with us, overly upset with us, was very traumatic. It was scarring and it was crushing. And part of healing is learning that as a human with good intentions, genuine good intentions, that I'm still going to step on some toes sometimes. And I have to know in taking care of myself that that's not the same as hitting someone with my car or throwing them off a bridge. But that's how we process it as sensitive people. And that's a way that we hurt ourselves. So in that moment, if we don't mindfully step in with an intervention against our own perfectionism, we fall into the hole of having had a human moment, hurting someone else, stepping on their toes, and then beating ourselves up. And the hurt just compounds. There's no goodness in that. There's no points that you get from martyring yourself in that way. I hurt someone else, therefore I beat myself up more. That doesn't erase the hurt. That compounds the hurt. It is only through practices of self-compassion and self-love and personal ownership that I've been able to get to the second step of being able to love myself even when I step on someone's toes and how to love myself because my principle, my grounding principle in life is to help other people and to do no harm. So if I say or do something that hurts someone, that is against my principles and I'm a very principled person. That's true healing. When I can love myself in those human moments, I am healing and I have healed. My recent mantra was, I accept what is. There is such an inevitability of our human nature that we will hurt each other. Yes, we are creatures that feel empathy when we hurt another. But that empathy needs to go both ways. So I implore you, even if it feels easier to slide into really shaming and beating yourself up when you hurt another, to push against that, to take a deep breath, and to seize the opportunity to love yourself through it. It will help you show up to the person that you hurt and say, I hurt you. I acknowledge that. What do you need from me to repair this? I hope that it's repairable. I want to repair it. That is the best that we can do as spiritual beings having a human experience. Have empathy for others, but not at the expense of having empathy for yourself. We are not supposed to feel devastated and consumed and worthless and irreparably broken or create the worst storylines against ourselves because we make mistakes. We are here to learn. We are here to grow. We're here to expand. And that's not just in the moments that are shiny and bright and we're proud of. It's in the challenging human moments where we screw up. I hope today's episode showed you maybe some sneaky ways that perfectionism is holding you back, how that perfectionism really gets us in the self-worth And how there's a dual way that we need to practice pushing against this perfectionism to work on the self-worth that it takes to love ourselves, 
to learn that we're enough and then to go to that next phase of how to love ourselves at our worst moments, our failures, our fuck-ups. It is our job in healing as sensitive people to cultivate a soft place inside of ourselves for us to fall. And I promise you that when you do, you also become a softer, safer place for other people to fall into too, when you invite them to. Healing is expansive in this way. May we all let go of our perfectionism demons just a little bit more today. I want to do a shout out for Podcast Magazine. Susan Desenzi from Podcast Magazine interviewed me. And as of right now, (laughs) of all the vulnerable things that I've done, this interview is the most vulnerable. Susan got me super comfortable and I shared a whole lot and she wrote an article on me. It's in Podcast Magazine. It's their debut issue. If you go to podcastmagazine.com right now, you can sign up for a lifetime subscription to the magazine for free. It's digital. You won't be killing trees. And there is a link to the article for all of our patrons. And y'all, they even put me on the cover. (laughs) So if you want to go read more of my story and... It's vulnerable because this is the first time someone is sharing my story that's not me. And that's a certain giving up of control that I didn't realize was happening until I read the article that she wrote. <laughs> and I think that's the sign of a, of a wonderful interviewer uh, that could make me feel so comfortable that she really opened me up. I wanted to thank Susan. And we don't have a date yet, but I will also be on Susan's podcast. It's called Kick Your Butts to Get You Motivated uh, in Wellness. So light and love. Thank you so much, Susan. And thank you, Podcast Magazine, because you really honored the show and pushed me at my growth edge. So I appreciate the growth opportunity so much and to help other people find our show and hopefully find the superpowers in their sensitivity too. Thank you so much. Again, to read the article, head over to podcastmagazine.com and sign up. I want to do another Patreon shout out. Y'all are the backbone of the show. We love y'all. We can't do it without you. We have some super exciting things coming this year on Patreon. Brand new things. Some things that are going to come to you in the mail. Hmm, That's as much as I can say about it right now. We are working on that very, very much and cannot wait to make an official announcement in the next few months. So if you would like to come find us at Patreon, come listen to the exclusive episodes that we only release there for you and help support the growth of this show. I want to thank these Patreon producers, Cheryl, Sabrina, Shannon, Kim, Susan, Janae, Lee, Debbie, Norman, Kimberly, MJ, Michelle, Adley, and Miriam. I am so grateful that you are here and you are supporting us. Thank you for helping us keep the show commercial free by supporting us at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. Light and love. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful. Bye-bye.
Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com.